and welcome back to another episode of Unlimited Abundance. Welcome. I am so excited to tune into this week's episode. I've been having really enjoying the past few episodes we've made. Some of them have been really spicy. I know my episode from last week was a little bit what I thought controversial, but I got such an amazing response. And the same thing of mine about modern feminism and why it's BS <laughs> did really, really well. If you're new, I'm your host, Paulina. I'm so honored to have you on here. Welcome to this epic episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about ego versus intuition and a little bit about how that also relates to masculine versus feminine energy. I'm not sure what the title will be at the moment because we're going to cover so many bases and I feel like the title will kind of organically come out of itself. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get on started. Quick announcement, as always, two little announcements before we hop on in, just to keep you up to date with everything. Um, this Saturday, so depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this before the Saturday, I'm hosting a new moon in Aquarius ceremony and ritual. New moon rituals are some of my favorite rituals to host. I host them online. People from all over the world join. So it's just a really powerful space because so many energies gather with us, you know, to create their intentions and plant their seeds. So if you're listening to this before the ceremony, then I invite you to come join. You can grab a one-time ticket, which includes a full recording. So either way, even if you come live, you get the recording. And if you cannot make it at that time for any reason, you also get to do the recording, you know, in your own convenience. And I recommend doing it within the first three to five days of the new moon. So that would be January 21st through about that Wednesday. So I believe that would be January 25th would be ideal. And if you're listening to this after the fact, then you can join Divinity and get access as well. So a lot of times, if you catch this podcast a little bit later and you still want to do that ceremony by joining divinity if you do so in, in within january 2023 you'll get access to both ceremonies um that you missed so really really amazing for you guys so you can kind of never really miss out in that way and the second announcement was for those of you guys who know i create i hand pour and create these really divine magic manifestation candles that i charge and i activate myself with intention as well as i pour them under new and full moons so they only drop on a new moon or a full moon and only the quantity i make are available so once they're gone they're gone for good and you never get the same energy basically because each candle is different right so my last drop sold out like within three days which was really exciting um it was the full moon in cancer so it was a very feminine nourishing energy some of you guys who are listening may have already received your candle because i looked at some orders i was curious who's ended up receiving theirs yet and a lot of orders are already delivered or being delivered today from that last drop um, and so, you know, once that drops gone, like I'll, there's no more of those candles because there's no more of that energy because I only create a specific amount on every uh, alignment. So for example, this Saturday, um, on the new moon in Aquarius, it's going to be more of an expansive energy, a new beginning kind of energy for the candle, a freedom kind of energy. There's going to be organic mugwort in the candle. It's going to be really powerful. And however many are available that day, that's all that's available. And I can never really make more of that particular batch because they're poured on just a specific day, if that makes sense, right? So I wouldn't just make more on Sunday or Monday because they're poured on that specific alignment. And so a lot of people weren't able to grab one, or even if you were able to grab one, but you want to grab one of this new energy, then at 11 a.m pacific on saturday january 21st is when the drop will become available and once they're sold out they're gone for good so i would just say that um so yeah if you want to grab one some people grab a couple that's why they also sell out because i do allow that because i understand some people want to have multiple of that of that candle of that energy maybe to give to a friend 
or just themselves just to have two to do, be able to do two of them and if you want to know how to use the candles for manifestation purposes all of that is on the on my website under the candle description of all about candle magic why it works and how you can use your magic candle to uh, manifest and work with it it's very powerful so those are some announcements that i wanted to get out of the way just because of some common messages i get about when the next ceremony is and when the next candle drop is so whenever i get an opportunity i just try to throw it on in there now let's jump on into our episode so a big theme that I've been really working with um, in a lot of my, I've seen this come as like an overarching theme this year, not only in my one-to-one client sessions, but I'm currently running my um, money mastermind, let's get you rich. And it's a big theme inside here. So I can tell this is like a very big, I guess, energetic concept that's going around. And I think that's becoming more and more present in our lives. And that is essentially ego versus intuition. And what does that really mean? And what I essentially, what my premise is and what I want to speak about is learning how to make decisions through your body. So we speak about the body a lot. And I even made a podcast episode called Get Into Your Body to Manifest Quicker, which kind of dove into this a little bit as well. So if you kind of want to hear more about that, but that's a really great episode. But essentially, our body holds so much wisdom, right? And it's where our kind of energy lives, right? Our body is this vessel, but really our consciousness is inside our body. And the more that we do work to get grounded, the more secure we feel in that consciousness. So I've spoken about that this a lot, um, about how a lot of people first go through a spiritual awakening, they really disconnect um, they become ungrounded, which is very common. I feel like this also kind of happened to me a little bit. You become, you really live in the upper realms, essentially. And sometimes it's a bad thing if you are have self-discipline and you can still kind of remain grounded. But I think it definitely requires more of that. But essentially, a lot of your energy goes to the upper chakra. So you feel more intuition. You feel like you can tune into the subtleties of life, of what people are thinking, maybe their emotions, right? So kind of these more clairvoyant, energetics begin occurring because you're in your upper chakras but what happens is you can also become really disconnected or ungrounded and what this can lead to is feeling like really easily emotionally drained so like you go out in public and people talk about a lot and you feel like just being around people instantly drains you it can kind of make it difficult to like stay focused on tasks or to get things done like where you need to be present (laughs) Um, and it kind of can lead people to wanting to really retreat because you feel ungrounded so you don't want to go into spaces that are going to require you to be grounded if that makes sense like you're going to go drive and go somewhere and do something and interact with people that requires you being grounded and so sometimes it can lead to like be wanting to kind of be isolated and becoming overly sensitive to energy like it's one thing to be sensitive to energy and I feel like I went through this phase where I was like oh my gosh I'm so sensitive I can't like go anywhere like I just pick up on everything and ultimately when you become really grounded and ground your energy into your body then that kind of dissipates to a certain degree and how you get grounded. I mean, I made a whole episode about it, but essentially some of the biggest things you can do is physical activity. Movement will always circulate stagnant energy. I think a lot of people discuss this now about how if you want to get energy moving in your life and kind of get the ball rolling, it's like a body in motion is a mind in motion. Or I think better said, it'd be like a body in motion is energy in motion because your body is energy. So if you feel or feeling stagnant in your life, movement is so powerful because it literally dissolves the blocks that could be going on in your body um it kind of gets like they said the energy flowing and it begins to create momentum in your life towards your desire so movement is like one of the most powerful things like it also like i said really bring because you have to be so physically present especially in intense cardio so i feel like if you're 
I'm very usually careful when I recommend intense cardio because I'm very much for working out in alignment with your hormones. So what I mean by that is like when you're in your follicular ovulatory phase, that's usually when you probably will be able to do more higher intensity workouts. And then when you're in luteal or your menstrual phase, and you maybe want to do gentler things like mat Pilates or yoga, like gentler yoga, of course, or still like intense yoga, right? You're not going to go to like an intense hot yoga flow on your period. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I mean, personally, but so I usually am very like much of an advocate of like aligned workouts, but if you are wanting to get into your body, cardio is a really great way to get out of your mind into your body. So whether that's like cycling or running, you know, it's so funny. I like, kind of wanted to get into running. I like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm much more of like a Pilates yoga Peloton sometimes girl, but I'm like, I'm like, maybe I start running, but essentially like activities like that are more cardio based, even like the Stairmaster, just things that are more higher intensity because they force you out of your mind. When something is really high intensity, you can't be like sprinting to the finish line and have thoughts in your head about overthinking your life, you know? But when you're doing yoga, it's much easier. Unless it's like more of an intense flow. So I don't want to say necessarily because when I do yoga, like I feel like I'm very focused, especially if it's like an intense flow when I used to take like hot yoga classes. So then essentially any workout, right, where it's a little bit of a higher intensity because that's going to allow your mind to release the thoughts and for yourself to get back into your body. So just in general, if you're finding yourself feeling ungrounded, those are some really great practices to get you in your body. Like I know for me, cycling does that pretty much like within 15 minutes. If I'm in my head and I cycle, I feel very much in my body. Um, now again, like do with that what you will when that feels right to you, but that's a really good way to bring your energy down. And the next one is just to, I mean, the next two, I guess, I guess these are just more energetic techniques is visualizing like a, um, a root from your root chakra going down to the center of the earth and feeling rooted or just like really feeling your energy kind of sink into the planet, like sink into the ground, just like visualize your energy flowing, like from the top of your head all the way through your body, like kind of like coming up from the cosmos through the top of your head all the way down. Like we can do a practice, just like a really quick practice right now. So if you're like sitting somewhere where you can close your eyes and close your eyes, but if you're driving, then don't close your eyes. But just beginning to take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And one more breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and then two more. So in through the nose and out through the mouth, just calming our nervous system first. One more breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And now beginning to visualize a white beam of light coming from the cosmos, from the sky above you. And as you breathe in, you feel like a pillar coming down from above and you feel it going into the root crown of your head, your crown chakra, and going all the way through your body on your root chakra. So as one inhale, you visualize it coming from the top all the way through your body and anchoring down on the exhale. So breathing in, visualizing that pillar of light coming all the way through your crown, through your entire body as it gets through your root. And as you get through your root, breathing out through the nose, anchoring the energy down. Again, inhaling, visualizing that pillar of light coming from the top through the crown of your head all the way down through your body. And as you get to your root, exhaling. Deep, powerful breath in, visualizing that white light coming through your entire body, illuminating every chakra as you get back down to the root and exhaling through the nose. Just a few more here. 
breathing in that white light perhaps it even turns into a golden light coming through the body all the way with that inhale and when you're about to exhale stopping and exhaling from the root breathing and pushing that energy into the earth so just a little bit of a technique and you can continue doing that as many times as feels good you can even do this throughout the day if you're like going into a meeting or meeting someone or you're feeling overwhelmed or scattered you can do this breath to kind of reconnect you and recalibrate you with the earth and so those are some techniques so that's another technique and a final technique would be to visualize white light around you like a bubble of white light you can do this in the morning when you meditate to activate it for the day but essentially visualizing this white light bubble in and around you maybe within multiple layers you just kind of breathe into it and allow yourself to visualize this bubble you can even reactivate it right now with me so just breathing in feeling yourself sitting in a white light orb of infinite protection and breathing out and as you inhale feeling that white light orbs activate in and around you and breathing out beautiful two more breaths breathing in visualizing this white light orb super strong super radiant super secure and breathing out one final breath breathing in and breathing out now making this orb even stronger even more powerful maybe even expanding it a tiny bit or keeping it just where it is or bring it in a little bit breathing in adjusting this orb in and around you in a space that feels good and breathing out three more breaths breathing in allowing this orb to become super strong in and around you and breathing out and two final breaths here we're gonna breathe in Allow this orb to become super strong in and around you and breathing out. Beautiful. One final activation, letting this white light really radiate around you as you breathe in, creating this orb in and around you and breathing out. So just some techniques, and of course, you can use them for a little bit longer, but just some techniques that you can do to create a groundedness in your body. And so this goes really directly to the whole ego versus intuition. So the first thing I want to define is really what is ego, right? I think a lot of people have this negative connotation of ego or people say someone's egocentric or ego focused or ego driven, right? There's a lot of negative connotation around the word ego. So I feel like the first thing that's really important to do is to really define what it is. So the way I always teach it is it's twofold. So ego is the part of you that has an identity and that has a story right so it's like who am i in this life and then whatever story it is about your life so the stories that you tell about yourself about your worthiness about what you do about what you can accomplish about where you live about like just literally as if you were to reflect on your life as genuinely like a character in a movie what story that you're telling yourself that's your narrative that's your ego and especially your identity right and so i often talk about when people get triggered it's that it their ego gets triggered. And what that means is their narrative. So I can give you an example. So if someone believes that, I don't know, like mm, building, ugh, I don't know, I'm trying to think. So there's like a really random example that's coming through. I don't know why this is coming through. This is like so bizarre. Um, but if someone believes like building a home is really difficult, let's say, right? Like they have this belief that it's like a lot of work. It's very stressful. It's very difficult. And so maybe they don't do it. 
And then they see someone share or post that they built their own home and that it was very smooth and easy. In that moment, that person can get triggered because their narrative of life is now being threatened. That's why people get triggered is because whatever story they're telling themselves, they usually just received a fact or they they perceived or experienced something that opposed their story and if they really create their identity based on that story that could be very intense so if that person never built their dream home because they thought it was very difficult and then they go they go and see someone do it easily it threatens a their story of that it's difficult and more importantly it kind of threatens their sense of self because they didn't do said thing because of the story does that make sense so it's the same thing if like mm, if someone like would never travel anywhere because they were afraid of flying and thought that flying was traumatizing but then they see someone who's like traveling all the time with and says they have smooth flights and is like living their best life that is going to be triggering because it not only directly opposes their story of flying is scary but it also um imposes or threatens the identity of that person being someone who doesn't travel because of said reason does that make sense so the ego essentially is an identity and a story and that is why oftentimes people perceive it as negative because some people are very um can be very stuck in their story or identity and especially when that doesn't serve someone so what i mean by that is someone might have an identity that's very limiting or doesn't serve them and so those around them might get frustrated for example, let's say that example of that person who says they don't travel because it's like scary. Those people around them might find that annoying because they might want to travel and this person because they have this belief doesn't want to do that. Or, you know, that's like a more like light example, but it might be even more intense, right? Someone might have an ego about, might have an ego about um, like not wanting to do specific things because it's not who they are or things like that, right? Some people say they have a big ego, which means they have like a big story and a big identity that they're usually not willing to compromise on. So it can be negative at times or we, what we perceive of as negative because it can limit us. So if we're trying to become better or grow or develop in any way, we still have these limiting stories, then you can see how that wouldn't be a good thing, right? So if you're wanting, if you're wanting to be someone who's generous and successful and thriving, and that's your new identity and your new narrative is that, you know, life is amazing and you're inspired and you add value and you're creative. And then, but yet your old stories or your old ego identity is does not believe those things or does not identify with those things, then you can see how that can be really frustrating or limiting because we're so attached to the stories because that's what, what feels safe to us. And changing our stories threatens the ego, right? Especially when the story changes a lot. An example I give is like, for example, well, I just said example twice, that so was not great grammar, but if someone was in a relationship, and their whole identity revolved around their relationship. When the relationship ends, they can experience what people call like almost an ego death. And what that means is that, this is how I would define it, is that that person identified who they were off all these stories or aspects of their life. So then when those aspects of their life are no longer present, when they're no longer this person in this relationship or whatever it is, then their identity is like dissolved does that make sense because their ego was based on the narrative of their life of who they were of the story they told and when that story kind of no longer exists in a way or is like no longer like dissolves then it's like it feels that person feels like they don't know who they are anymore because like everything that they identified with essentially that created their ego is now gone does that you know what i mean so that's kind of a way to explain it however it can be a positive thing when we work with it 
when we're creating changes. So with a lot of my clients, I do like hypnosis. Um, so depending on what they're working on in that particular moment, um, we do like kind of, it's like a, it's like a, like a deep meditation. I think people get really scared. I think of hypnosis, there's different layers of hypnosis, different depths of hypnosis. I think it depends on a lot of factors. It's more of like a gentle hypnosis. And essentially you put in suggestions, right? Like NLP techniques, neuro-linguistic programming techniques to embed into that person's subconscious a new belief system. I really love hypnotherapy because I used to go for years um, actually. And probably would be great for me to even start going again. I really loved my hypnotherapist. I recorded videos when I'd go to her for so many months. All of you guys went to her. She's amazing. And so it was something that I began incorporating in my work with my clients because I know how powerful it is. And so we do a recording in our session, right? And I'll put into the, while they're in a very relaxed state. So their mind is closer to a theta state. That's the most ideal state to be in, which theta state is usually when you wake up or when you go to bed. It also could be, you know, theta or delta can occur in deep meditation as well, um, or like deep hypnosis. And that's when the subconscious mind is really open to suggestion. And a good example of this is if you've ever watched something like late on TV or scroll before you went to bed, even in the few hours before, and then those same things were in your dreams, right? It's because you're, you were more suggestible and those things didn't have to pass through that conscious mind barriers easily versus during the day when someone says something to you, you're in a more alert brainwave state and you kind of, your logical mind will ration it usually before putting you know before allowing it to kind of pass through into the subconscious this is also why when people watch more traditional tv the late night spots would be more expensive because they marketers and marketing agencies and teams new public relations teams knew that those ads are going to be more powerful because they're going to sink into that person's subconscious and remain there most likely for longer and that the conscious mind won't be filtering um, them through. So we usually do like a recording in our session and then I send them the recording and they, they play it while they fall asleep. And you do this for about 21 days and then you begin to really see shifts. Also, you can see shifts before, but just kind of like demonstrating how powerful changing the narrative is, right? That's a really great way of how we can begin to change our story. Like I speak about, if our story is limiting us, how we can begin to tell a new story and we really need to get it into the subconscious. It's otherwise, it's like that pseudo positivity. It's like someone saying like affirmations, but then not believing them at all. You know what I mean? And then they're not going to be as effective, right? Affirmations work when they, when the body really receives them and feels them and they sink in the subconscious. And then that person is able to take action on them, right? So they kind of sink into their beliefs. Essentially, that's how deeply they're going into the into their into their mind it's going like through the subconscious and becoming a belief as they hear it over and over and over they hear that thought over and over and over so that new suggestion let's say it's like about confidence right so they hear a suggestion that they're confident they're confident they're confident so many times that it's so like the subconscious receives it so much then the mind is like i am confident and so that person's going throughout their day and they might not normally go up to someone and say something but because they genuinely now believe that they're confident they do that so it's kind of the thought belief action paradigm that i've spoken about which essentially thoughts become beliefs and beliefs come become actions and this is how we co-create our reality all day long the actions you take all day from the moment you wake up what you do all day long like every minute of your day from the way that you send your text your emails what you say when you say like every action like you sitting here listening to this like we are taking action all day long even like inaction is an action by us not doing something is also us actively not doing something um it's so funny i watched emily in paris season three i don't know why i'm like we'll watch that show like it triggers me so much <laughs> not triggers but it's like so so many flaws in my opinion, but it's a good show. I'm not going to lie. Like it's addicting to watch. 
And one of the biggest things is it was like, Emily, not choosing is choosing. And it's so true. Not taking action is also, it's, it's, it's an action of inaction, essentially. So why I'm speaking about all of this, because it's really important to understand kind of like how the ego functions, right? It also, another important thing to know is that it uses old data to understand the self and to predict the future. So what did I mean by that? If someone always had bad relationships, that's what the data the mind has. And so when it meets somebody new, it's going to project that. I'm sure you've heard about projecting before. I'm sure maybe I've spoken about it, but essentially some people, people, we all do this, by the way. It's not like a negative thing if we're aware of it. Whatever we believe, we like use that as a lens onto the world and we like project it like our eyes slash our consciousness is like is like a projector and whatever our reality is or how we're experiencing it we project it so for example you're having an amazing day you see everything through that lens the barista is happy everyone around you smiling you like are also will you'll see people more vividly on that frequency so you'll connect with those people you're like wow everyone's happy today do you know what i mean or then the opposite can occur as well so we project our our views right and oftentimes they are like i said based on past experiences that's very very common um so if someone had like i said any kind of experience someone had people who partners were always mean to them they meet a new partner who's nice to them they might be suspicious and think that they're still going to become mean to them or that it's still hidden there they're projecting that that construct of reality on that individual this is also why manifestation works and how what i mean by that is you choose the way that you want to view life you like meditate you visualize you feel into that energy and then you get to project that energy out on the world and because you project that that's what you call in it's what you experience it's who you connect with and so what once was just like a vision or a desire right that becomes the reality if that makes sense so it's like most people are not actively manifesting but they're still manifesting so if you become aware of this process that okay whatever we believe how life works we project that out and so that's what we see it's what we attract it's what we oftentimes come into contact with then if we can control to a certain degree what perspective we project onto the world and what kind of energy that we're putting out into the world and how we're feeling so it's what we're seeing what we're resonating with right like a frequency then we're going to experience more of that and if we do that consistently we experience frequency this day we experience this frequency tomorrow and the next day and the next day and we live in this frequency that becomes our reality then we are friends with the people who are on that frequency and then we have the opportunities that are on that frequency then we're that that becomes physical reality it, it solidifies right in a way um so that's kind of another important thing i want to know so going next into into kind of like speaking about intuition versus ego intuition is this higher self version of you is a good way to think about it that can see a bird's eye view so it's not just like the ego where it has the past data and it's it's only can, can only reference that essentially that's what it has to go off of slash you can also tell a new story and sure it can project that story but your intuition is like a level up right your intuition is like a level up of manifestation because your intuition knows no bounds and it can see a bird's eye view of every possible path that you can take it's like if someone were able to kind of zoom out and see where you are now and see every potential timeline of your life and then guide you to the one that's going to lead you to the most fulfillment and enjoyment that's your intuition it's going to lead you on the most aligned path for you so this is why intuition and using intuition is a level up even for manifesting because it's 
it's a but it's like it's no it's not just taking a story that you want to experience and projecting it until you experience it which is really fun to play with as well but it's like living life with like cheat codes it's like skipping levels because you know the code does that make sense so it's even a step up above i would say of just like projecting your desired reality slash you can work with it in tandem as well right you can do both like you can project the desired reality that you want to see so that's what you call in and what your energy is and what you're focusing on and then use your intuition as well so i think that you definitely can use them in tandem i'm not saying it's like they're separate but it's just interesting to understand there's like different differentiation between these two energetics right and so intuition is like that feeling in your body that you just it feels right even if your logical mind doesn't know why so it can be both in like a positive or negative context so what I mean by that is so for example let's say you don't know why but you're like I need to join this thing or I need to go to this place or I need to work with this person something like that right like I don't know I have a lot of my clients tell me like I just knew I needed to come to this thing whether it's like they work to one with me or they just come to a ceremony they're like I knew I needed to do this right um and it's gonna apply to other things too right I'm just using it as as a personal example because it's the easiest for me to access but it can it can just be like you know that you need to talk to this person or you know you, you need to take action on this idea or you have like this feeling that you don't even know why, but you're like, I need to do this, right? That's your intuition because your intuition sees even beyond that experience and knows that that's going to lead to something super profound. Even oftentimes it can be a quick slash more instant reward, meaning we take action on our intuition and we quickly see why that was what we needed to do. Or sometimes it can be like way later, like you did something and then only like six months later or a year later, are you like, holy shit, wow, like I listened to my intuition and did that and now that set me up for now. It can also tell you what not to do when your logical mind, so your ego is more your logical mind. It's kind of like when you know something's not right, but your mind tries to like spin stories nonstop until it can finally like let your body feel not anxious because your body's so wise. When you're about to t- do something that's not in alignment with yourself, your body will feel off. It'll feel stressed. It'll be like red flags in your body. And your mind essentially will kind of circulate narratives and circulate stories until it like relieves that. And that's ego. Like that's the easiest way to define ego. Like your body or your intuition knows it's not right for you, but your mind is trying to justify it. I can give you a kind of silly example. I like to always give like more light examples. So I went really hard in my pole practice on Monday, like super hard 10 out of 10 and my body was really really sore on Tuesday like super sore my body was like I do not want to go to three hours of class tonight like take a rest but my logical mind was like no like I don't want to skip my classes I already have it booked I also want to see my friends I want to like like learn more choreo so I have more you know more to add for my melt classes and my body was like do not go basically and my mind my logical mind overrode my decision my body's feeling and it was so intense for me my body I was in so much pain the next day it was really rough I felt so burnt out my wrist hurt I learned that I really injured my wrist thankfully it's feeling better knock on wood but essentially I didn't I I took my mental narrative to override my intuition and then you see the consequences of that you always like see and sometimes it's quicker and sometimes it's not as quick that was very quick right because I was in pain the next day and I quickly realized like oh the same thing of like someone invites you to go somewhere and it does not feel right but then you like mentally tell yourself you should go and then you go and you don't enjoy yourself it's like you already knew your body from the second you were invited to the thing 
new and our bodies are so wise that we can feel into how something will feel so if we see something that's a full body ass or i like to joke i not joke but i like to say full pussy ass usually when you go to the thing it's still a full pussy ass so you might have liked some item let's say you liked a t-shirt you fell in love with it it was a full pussy ass it came in the mail you still love it every time you wear it you love it you're ener- you're so good at reading energy right or the opposite, you didn't really love it, but your mind was like, well, I should have this in my closet because like I'm maybe missing this piece. And then when you get it, you're kind of like, oh, it's okay. And then when you wear it, you don't feel as excited about it. Like it, your body knows and it's telling you right away, right? Or the opposite can happen where like you don't know why you need to go to somewhere, but you're like, I need to go here. Like I've had that where like certain days I'm like, I need to go to this area or the store or this place. Like I need to go do this thing. Even if I had no logical explanation as to why, I knew I had to and then like later it all made sense like that was the only day I could have gone there or something I got there was like really crucial to my week like or, or the being really really important in my business like it's just really really interesting how all of that all of that comes together so those that's like what I really want to speak about is learning if you can learn to live through your body and again it takes being grounded because if you feel like anxious or overwhelmed you can't communicate with your body right like you know if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed it's really hard to feel into your body what's a yes or what's a no it's almost like your body has to already be at a level of equilibrium to guide you because if your body's at feeling overwhelmed so it's not at like it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't have me to reference it. So if you're feeling more at ease or grounded, then when an opportunity presents itself, you can kind of feel essentially if it's a match to your energy or if it's a disruption. Does that make sense? So if you're already vibrating at like the frequency of whatever your life is, like let's say it's more calm, like feminine, calm, grounded, and then opportunity presents itself, you can see if that's going to be more in alignment with your energy already or if it's going to disrupt your energy do you know what i mean versus if you're feeling chaotic and then something comes your way it might be harder to feel if it's in alignment with you because if you're feeling chaotic and the opportunity comes your way it might resonate because it also feels chaotic does that make sense it's it's kind of like even how that's why i feel like like attracts like a lot of the time like in friendships right like someone who's viewing like misery loves company but also successless company it's like those are the people who have that uh, negative mentality on life attract each other because it's kind of like they're viewing it all from that frequency from that space and the same way when someone else is viewing life differently it it you also attract from that space because it resonates so like however that person views life it feels like in alignment it feels like oh like me and this person like really align or like we resonate so well but it's like check where your resonance is right if you're resonating with like fear and doubt and then you meet someone and you click with them that might not always be the best thing you know what I mean this is also why people who are like positive and negative kind of repel at times so if like you're in a really good mood and then someone else isn't it can create like tension because you're at such opposing frequencies but if two people are in a really good mood it's like a party and then people if two people are in a really bad mood it also resonates. Do you get what I'm saying? So the the more that you can do work to remain grounded, whatever that looks like to you, like everyone has a different baseline of what grounded looks like to them. To someone being grounded might be like, look like being really calm, like really relaxed, et cetera, et cetera. And to someone else being grounded, maybe a little bit more energized. Right? We all have like a different baseline of our energy. We're very different, but the more that we can find our own unique baseline and make decisions from that space, 
it's going to be really powerful and intuition really is that like feminine side right and of course we still use logic when we need to make a decision for example like if you know you need to be somewhere at three o'clock and it takes you 50 minutes to get there then maybe leave at like two because then you can have extra time to park and just in case there's traffic like there you had to use your logical mind do you know what i mean to kind of like calculate where you need to go or if you're taking action during the day right you might be using more of your logical mind you're like doing said task or activity but then feminine is that receptivity so your feminine is like oh I should make my appointment at three o'clock this day and then your masculine is what's going to take the action get ready get in the car drive to the appointment does that make sense I think sometimes people think it's one or the other they think oh it's just embodying my feminine energy or oh just embodying my masculine it's just such a balance it's like the intuition is the receptivity for guidance and then you execute it's like being in tune with your feminine is being open to life guiding you and moving through you so that you can get into like the highest alignment for yourself but then when you're guided to something you take action so if your intuition's like you should do this and then you don't take the action you're like missing the magic your intuition's like you should read this book but then you don't read the book you miss the magic right or like your intuition's like you should go here and that's not always a bad thing because you know sometimes if something's really meant for you i believe it will come back for you or like a similar opportunity, like something else will reroute you. But the more you get in tune with your intuition and listen to it, I think the more rapidly you accelerate on your path, slash the louder your intuition gets, slash the more shortcuts it can guide you through. Because your intuition, as it notices that you are receptive to it, will begin to kind of almost like ways, you know, like that driving app that will like give you shortcuts. It will give you like a shortcut that might require a leap of faith or trust that an other anyone else who would have received that guidance, if they were to receive it, wouldn't listen to. They might dismiss because it's maybe too scary or, um, yeah, like it's too scary. It's like overwhelming or they might not even be in such a receptive space to, space to hear that. So your intuition will kind of watch you. It'll watch how you respond to its guidance and if you take action. And then when it kind of knows it can trust you, it'll start routing you um, like I said, through kind of bigger shortcuts, so to say, because it knows that you are receptive to it and are willing to take those kinds of risks, perhaps, right? That's kind of the beauty of intuition. And so why I wanted to speak about all this is because when you can live more through that space of your body, you not only are in a more in alignment in your life because you're not overthinking yourself into different directions that may not serve you, that you have to later it's like you're 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 kind of shortcutting time because instead of tri doing trial and error you're just aligned and guided right when you ignore your intuition and just have to have the physical experience for everything to show you what works and what doesn't work it's like hitting a lot of roadblocks along the way you're like hitting a bump okay i'm gonna go left you're hitting a bump okay i'm gonna go right like you're having to allow experiences to manifest fully in the physical plane or to a specific degree before learning the lesson or before like getting back on track versus when you're listening to your intuition you're not hitting those bumps as frequently you're like you're being guided to the smooth road so it's not to say that like fear making mistakes because mistakes are just feedback right but oftentimes the mistakes that we make could have been avoidable if we had listened to our intuition and taken the time to tune in if that thing really served us does that make sense so it's like instead of like we we come here to learn in general so it doesn't matter whether you know like what like 
there's it's just different paths or different levels of the game it's like you can learn through it happening in the physical and learning that way and i think that that's like level i don't say one but that's one of the levels i think a lot of us experience is how we learn a lot of our life lessons right we navigate life and we see what works what doesn't what experiences we have i think we learn a lot of value from that but i think once we gain a certain amount of wisdom then and connection with ourselves our body our higher selves then we're able to live more in that space of intuition of feeling into what serves us what doesn't etc right like we're more in that space um will you know continuously flow like we'll be mostly living in that paradigm of accelerated paths right we're no longer hitting as many people and sure here and there we might not listen to our intuition and get rerouted but it's not such a bumpy ride where like we're having to have every experience manifest in the physical for us to learn that that was that we should trust our intuition it's like we've learned the lesson we've mastered that lesson and once you have mastery in an area of your life you up level so by living more in your intuition you like up level and are on a smoother road more often and more importantly you feel more at ease like your body you feel more aligned like you don't need to know how or why or things are working out because you know you're living in such alignment with your guidance Versus if you're not being aligned with your guidance, you could be logically doing what everyone tells you is right, what everyone tells you you should do. You're like, okay, you're living by the book, but you don't feel aligned. Maybe you feel stressed. Maybe you feel anxious. You don't feel fulfilled maybe, right? Because you're you're like taking this outside narrative of what to do instead of listening to your own kind of souls encoding. So I invite you to speak two layers. If you're really new to this, to just begin just begin tapping in and feeling into your body, your intuition of like, what's a yes and what's a no. Someone invites you, do you even want to go? Okay, you want to go? What day do you want to go? What time do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Really tune in your body. Don't just say yes off the bat. Start feeling, mm, do I want to go to this? Okay, if I wanted this, what day would feel good for me? What time would feel good for me? And I know this sounds like dramatic, but it's just, it's it's really crazy because so many of us don't listen to our body and like for me it's taken work to get into the space too we're so mental so that like sometimes even asking our body what it wants seems so wild like yesterday my body was like I, I was I came out of a massage and I was really hungry and right next door to my massage was a goop kitchen and I was like oh, I've been wanting to try it's so delicious my body was like yes yes get the salmon yes and my logical mind was like should I get it I should have food at home like I should just cook my body was like no I want this right now and I ate it and I was so 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 satisfied I know that's a funny example, but I'm just trying to explain how our minds so easily want to override what our body is guiding us to. And that's how and that's how we disassociate our people when we disconnect with our bodies or disconnecting with your wisdom. And a lot of people go into this and like I feel that's a big it's a trauma response, I think, definitely to disconnect from the body. 100% right so doing techniques to get reacquainted with the body movement breath meditation yoga self-massage self-pleasure things to get you back in the body is so 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 healing because it's just going to allow you to not only like have a more smooth experience right we all have lessons trials tribulations but it's going to allow you to have a smoother experience most importantly it's going to allow you to have such a nice safety pleasure and ease in your body so you can move from that space when you move from that space and you create from that space you're magnetic right when you're not moving from this like anxious chaotic energy you can feel when someone's in an anxious mental chaotic energy and it's it's not magnetic, right? Like maybe you're not going to judge, but it's not something that you feel drawn to necessarily. Yet when someone's embodied and at ease and content and whole and just like moving with pleasure, 
how magnetic is that right and it, it it becomes a really powerful tool for attracting more magic in our lives because we're so in tune and so in alignment so as we wrap up this episode i just invite you if you're really new to this to just begin gently tuning into your body throughout your day what does my body want to eat what does my body want to do now? What kind of work does my body want to do? Does my body want to work out today? What Where is my body guiding me to? Like, as you just move through all your day and everything you have scheduled, really tune into your body for modifications and feel into that. And if you feel like you're a little bit more advanced at this, then really begin becoming even more open to magical guidance, maybe allowing your intuition to even guide you in bigger ways. And maybe into, instead of if you're already comfortable doing the small things, then how can you be open to the bigger things? Like ask your intuition, what should I do this weekend? Where should I go today? Who should I talk to? What should I read? Where should I put my energy? Starting opening up to those bigger questions and those bigger tasks. So that is the magic of today's episode of Unlimited Abundance. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed and received some value. As always, I'd love to continue this conversation with you here on Instagram or on YouTube. Leave me a comment. If you're listening, feel free to DM me. I love hearing when you're listening. I also love when you guys tag me when you're listening because I can repost it. And it's also amazing because it draws more and more people into our conscious community to learn about these topics. So if you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend or someone who you feel like would love to hear this and it would be add value to them to hear this or someone who would resonate with this and would be like aha and it'd provide that moment so we can continue sharing our message um also if you have an extra minute and you have a second to write the podcast it really helps me as well so i would really really appreciate that and with that being said we are going to wrap up this week's episode of unlimited abundance like i said stay tuned with me on instagram because i often ask questions of topics and stuff for us to do and podcasts. And yes, I look forward to connecting with you next week. Tune into your body, see what happens. So much love from me to you. Goodbye, everyone. I will see you next week on Unlimited Abundance.